0: We're back with Black Beauty Highlights. In honor of Women's History Month, we're highlighting Native American women who have made a positive impact. Today's highlight is Gertrude Simmons, also known as Zitka sa a Dakota woman who lived 1876 to 1938 and was a writer, musician, and a civil rights activist for women and Native Americans. Zitka Lassa was born on a Yankton Indian reservation in South Dakota. When she was eight, she began attending White's Manual Labor Institute, a Quaker missionary school in Indiana. Zitka time at the school was traumatic. As we know, these boarding schools were a means to assimilate indigenous people into the U.S. while erasing native traditions and culture. The missionary school taught her English literacy, and she was beaten and punished for speaking her tribal language and practicing Sioux culture. At 19, against her family's wishes, she enrolled in a teacher training program at Earlham College in Indiana, also a Quaker school, where she was one of a few indigenous students. She then transferred to the New England Conservatory of Music to study violin. At the Paris Exposition in 1900, Zed Kalasa performed a violin solo with the Carlisle Indian Band. In 1913, she collaborated with the composer William F. Hansen, writing the libretto for the opera The Sundance, which incorporated traditional Yankton rituals, dance, and melodies, and it was the first opera by a Native American. It premiered that year in Vernal, Utah, and was performed periodically by rural troops, as well as by the New York Light Opera Guild in 1938. For two years, Zed taught music and speech at the Carlisle Indian Industrial School in Pennsylvania, but she was uncomfortable with the school's harsh discipline and its curriculum designed to teach Euro-American ways and history, thus erasing students' Native American cultural identities. While at Carlisle, she wrote several short stories and autobiographical essays, which were published in the Atlantic Monthly and Harper's Monthly, under her Sioux name, Zitkalasa, or Redbird in the Yankton language. These stories were inspired by her struggle to hang on to her cultural identity, despite pressure to adapt to the dominant American culture. In 1901, she published Old Indian Legends, an anthology of retold Dakota stories, which was significant because it translated many Sioux myths to English to preserve for future generations. Zitka sa returned to home on the reservation and worked as a clerk for the Bureau of Indian Affairs at Standing Rock Indian Reservation while continuing to write in 1902, she published an article called, Why I Am a Pagan, in which she wrote about her traditional beliefs to counter the trend of natives converting and assimilating to Christianity. That year, she also married Captain Raymond Telepaz Banan, who also had Yankton Sioux heritage. The couple relocated when he was assigned to be superintendent of a reservation agency in Utah. They lived and worked on the reservation for 14 years and had a son. Zidka Lhasa witnessed white employees of the reservation agency treating Natives with extreme prejudice. Her observations influenced her critique of the federal policy involving Native Americans. She believed the reservation system was corrupt, offered limited employment opportunities, and was ultimately controlled by white Americans, stripping Native Americans of power and autonomy. In 1911, Zidka Lassad joined the Society of American Indians, SAI, an organization founded by and for Native Americans, to challenge their wardship status and their lack of U.S. citizenship. She advocated for women's suffrage, became the SAI secretary and moved to Washington, D.C., where she became a visible part of the women's suffrage movement and spoke at the National Women's Party headquarters in 1918. She spoke and wrote continuously about the injustices inflicted upon indigenous peoples and nations in the U.S. She pointed out to her readers that the federal government had power over people left without a say and how their land or money was managed, and brought up the irony that the first Americans lacked a political voice. And she urged the public to enfranchise Native Americans, both women and men. In August 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified, granting women the right to vote. But a significant number of Native adults, at least one-third, lacked U.S. citizenship and still could not vote. Zed urged American women who had the right to vote to support an Indian citizenship bill. She traveled around the U.S. calling on white women to use their newly-won rights to enfranchise Native peoples. In 1924, Congress finally passed the Indian Citizenship Act, giving full citizenship rights to all Native-born people in the country. Under the name Gertrude Bonin, she co-authored the book, Oklahoma's Poor Rich Indians, and Exploitation of the Five Civilized Tribes, Legalized Robbery. In 1926, Zitka Lassa and her husband founded the National Council of American Indians to connect politically active natives across the U.S. They traveled to learn the concerns of different natives and nations, discuss policy and legislation, and register voters. As some states began to adopt strategies similar to Jim Crow laws to disenfranchise Native people, Zed Kalasa continued fighting for Native rights, suffrage, and self-governance until her death. Zed Kalasa empowered Indigenous people by writing about their culture, history, personal experience, and concerns. Her writings forced readers to confront the complexities and beauty of Indigenous culture, and the tragedy of the Native experience in America. In addition to advocating for civil rights, her activism helped improve educational opportunities, healthcare, and cultural recognition and preservation for Native Americans.